The MomCast is brought to you by Mid-Ohio Pediatrics. Once upon a child, an advanced aesthetic and laser surgery. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Hey everybody, welcome back to another MomCast. Michaela with Stacy, Mindy, and our producer Greg and... Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a relaxing weekend, a productive weekend. Time to spend with your family because that's important and completely important. So we, as usual, are going to talk about quite a few things today on MomCast. Um, One big subject, screen time. Ladies, there have been some changes in the recommendations that the AAP is giving on screen time. So we'll kind of take that on. And also skin care. We'll discuss kind of, you know, aging skin, what that looks like for all of us and some of the... (laughs) Or maybe what we don't want it, it to look like, like right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the options that we have anymore, you know, because I mean, I think we're bombarded with, you know, this is what we should look like. This is what we do look like. Well, and there's so many things you can do. Yeah, there, there, there truly the are. Counter or, you know, going to see a doctor. Completely. We've all been kind of hot on this issue because we've, we've talked about it. We spent a mom cast talking about right. screen time. Well, because I think all of us as moms have thought, okay, that's something I'm going to have to limit. It seems like, I know for my daughter, um, when she had it when she was little, we limited it. We didn't let her see anything till she was a certain age. But then once she saw it, it was like this light went off and then you're told, limit them. Right. Be very careful, right? Because there it's a to bad be thing. Though, right. There, there have to be yeah. limitations. So prior to kind of everything that came out recently... Um, it was no more than two hours parked in front of the TV for any child over the age of two. So don't watch. And then at two, no more than two hours, you know, a day. Mm-hmm. And so that's the adjustment that we're talking about right now. Um, the adjustment the American Academy of Pediatrics has made. Mm-hmm. They're saying now it is OK. They're count. You're they're not saying the entertainment factor is okay they're saying the educational factor to a degree depending on the age of the child is okay if they're doing something educational well they're they're watching something educational or it's something educational they're working with on a device and i can see that you know my kids used to love dora the explorer you guys remember dora oh yes we're, we're mm-hmm. in our dora phase Vomitos. right now yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the wiggles. i mean there are some educational programs out there that really aren't that bad Right. Seriously. Right. And that's what they're saying, right? I think they're saying that, you know what? I I said this earlier when we were just chatting. They're not throwing in the towel and saying, okay, screen time is taking over, but they're throwing in a tissue (laughs) and saying, you know, some of it is good. There are a lot of really good educational apps and games and programs that our kids, I, I think they're actually benefiting from. Yeah, there are. I think about some of the things that are on our iPad that have helped. Christian, who is my four-year-old, he loves numbers. He loves letters. He spells. I kid you not. He will take, you know, those um, foam letters that used to kind of come together in a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, yeah. You know, All those, different colors. Yeah. And, so mm-hmm. he, he will take that. And, like, last night he laid it out. So he turned four in August. And he said, F-L-I-E-S. Mom, what's that spell? Like, he's he's realizing these things, I think, because he has used some apps for letters and math right. that are making a difference. The problem comes, though, with overusing it. Don't do it too much. Don't let, it, don't let the screen time be a babysitter, as opposed to you going out and playing with your children or doing something like that. Because that will always be the most important thing, is instead of, oh, I've got too much to do, just give them the iPad, give them my phone, let them play, it'll keep them quiet. That's where the problem comes in. Just make sure you're not 
allowing it to over to overuse and control their little lives because that's where it gets dangerous. And that you are monitoring right. where they're going because I tell you, it is just so easy for children. My daughter's 10 and we had an incident. She was she got connected to on, she was on a kid safe site. They sent her to a YouTube video. And then while she was watching, she was actually in YouTube. She said someone was playing a game with me where they were trying to figure out my address. See, that's scary. That's that. I went the top. I scary. went bonkers. Yeah. She was upstairs and I went tearing up the steps. And and I said, I can't. I was thinking to myself, I can't believe I thought, OK, she's on a kid friendly site. She's going to be okay. But there are so many ways that, you know, they get connected to something else that you really have to watch. You know, and I told her, Liv, that's not a game. They're making it look like a game. But it's not. But they're trying to get your information. We downloaded downloaded YouTube for kids because I was really worried about that. And I can tell you that probably about 90% of the time, if Christian has a video on YouTube for kids that usually is more educational. It's about like, you know, diggers and counting diggers or something like that. Um, He stays on that. He does not get to traditional YouTube. And when you're talking about monitoring, that's a small thing you can do. Is there something else that you can offer to them that maybe doesn't have as much access to the whole rest of the world of YouTube or whatever else it is? Is there something that you can do along those lines? You know, my sister-in-law is adamantly opposed to any screen time. Four kids under, I want to say, five. Mm-hmm. Any screen time. Well, and these AAP recommendations, I don't think will change that for her. She's a preschool teacher in Texas. And she just, it, so it's really interesting when Lucas and the boys get together, you know, on a vacation. We had one a couple of years ago. And just, we have to be careful in those situations. I mean, it, it can get a little divisive right because right. N- n- no pun intended on the device like divisive i should say um because she does not want him to be peering over their shoulders looking at what they're watching when they do have the opportunity to watch or play on it i say good for her good for her you know what everybody's different and i can definitely see both sides i think if you had to rule one way or the other Mm-hmm. This is overused, overdone, and people get so reliant on it. Cell phones. Well, I think people get reliant on it. Not me. But but two, I, I will say this because I, I don't think you should have it. Give it to them too much by no means because right. I've seen what that can do um, to kids. But I think we also have to admit there's a socialization factor, mm-hmm. and I think that's the discussion that we've had with her before. Um, well, and like we've said, kids on the who Monica don't have before. any exposure, it may not be the best thing to right. not have any well, exposure like we've to said it. Before, it's not going away, so we do no. have to deal with it. But I also respect your sister for for that her stance too. No, I, agree. I think yeah. I think a parent is able to make decisions, you know, for their own child. I think that's a good thing. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Let us know what you think. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're also on Instagram. So feel free to post uh, your thoughts on there as well at Show. On Instagram is our new uh, account on Instagram. We were able to talk with our pediatricians, you know, Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents, a little bit about this issue, too. This is Dr. Doherty. I like to encourage patients to quarterly on a regular basis do a fasting away from media where you have a three-day, five-day, seven-day where the whole family, dad including from ESPN, doesn't watch TV, doesn't get on the Internet, doesn't get on a computer, iPad, iPod, 
and it's just and you'd be surprised how many times the board games come out and although they go outside and throw the ball and so we do that and i encourage my patients to do that and it comes with a lot of pushback but in the end we all love it and my patients tell me they love it Again, that was Dr. Doherty from Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents. We are very fortunate. They are sponsors of ours here on the MomCast. And I can speak firsthand by telling you that they are awesome to go to if you have children. And if you're looking for new doctors, they are available for you. So give them a call at 614-899-0000. The television shows for kids these days, I, I really don't like them. I, I wish. You've said this. I know. I, know. I don't like it. My kids sometimes are, are, they watch Disney Channel all the time. Do you think, oh, Disney Channel's good? But almost every show deals with the boyfriend-girlfriend situation. I'm like, uh-uh, turn it off. There's more to life or than burping. boyfriends and girlfriends. SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, I don't mind the burping. That's See, all right. I, I, I'm I so, mind the boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah, because you have, to, you have <laughs> like, teenagers and preteens. I have a four- and a seven-year-old, and, the like, we, we do not want, sh- we don't watch SpongeBob SquarePants at my house. If it's on, we turn the channel. We so I mind that. that. Growing up, we liked Electric Company, Sesame Street, um, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Loved Mr. Rogers. And out there now for younger kids, obviously I'm talking younger kids, there's a show out there now called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. And it's based off of Mr. Rogers. And they're actually coming to town, a live performance of it. And we are fortunate enough to talk to Daniel Tiger's mom. Her real name is Alora Daniels. Hi. Good morning. Thanks so much for doing this interview. I have to tell you that I grew up with uh, Mr. Rogers. I loved the show. Oh, wonderful. So did, so did I. And then it kind of blew my mind. I did not realize. I mean, I, remem- I remember Daniel Tiger from that scene in Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And it, literally, I found out about five minutes ago. I didn't know the connection. And now she And does. now I do. So I've been educated. Yeah. And I actually got to interview the mailman from Mr. Rogers uh, about maybe two years oh, ago. Mr. McFeely. Mr. McFeely. Yes. <laughs> he came oh, to Marion, Ohio. So, uh, Laura, explain to, to the moms that might not know what, what exactly is just the PBS cartoon, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. So Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is um, kind of the, a modern spinoff of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, and it, it's just a wonderful show. It follows four-year-old Daniel through his life and kind of helps kids to learn about um, uh, how to express themselves, you know, because being four, you don't necessarily have the tools to express your anger or frustration or excitement. Um, and so it helps kids to learn about the things that they're feeling. You know, the neat thing I loved about Mr. Rogers was that every episode dealt with a real-life issue, something. Mm-hmm. So does Daniel Absolutely. Tiger do the same thing? Oh, yes. Yes. They, um, one of my favorite songs from uh, the series that's actually in the show is called Grown Ups Come Back. Um, and, you know, because it's, it's scary when you're four and your parents are dropping you off for the first time at school um, and so it's just this fabulous song about, you know, it's going to be okay because grownups come back no matter what. Don't worry about it. And one of my favorite moments in the show actually is singing that song with Daniel and hearing parents and kids sing along in the audience and knowing that that song has made such an impact for them. It's real life issues like, like you were talking about. I have a four-year-old son. 
And just mm-hmm. this season, they had an episode about uh, how Daniel the tiger had an allergy, uh, a peach allergy. And Davis, my son, has a peanut allergy. So it really oh. was, it, it's, it's really great it, uh, for the kids to kind of see it play out on a cartoon that they love. And it Absolutely. helps them explain a little bit about it. And Laura, you know, for you, doing the live show and talking to families and kids, what do they say after being so familiar? Because I, I have some good friends whose kids love the uh, cartoon. Mm-hmm. What, what do they say about going to the live show and that experience with their little ones? They, You know, the, um, the response has been amazing. These families, for a lot of kids, it's their first experience with a live production. Um, and it's so, it's amazing to watch their faces in the opening number and just they're, you know, seeing their icons up on stage and in real life. Um, it's, it's amazing. And people are loving the show. The second the curtain opens and everyone sees Daniel, it's like you're at a rock concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> oh screaming and it's oh, it just warms your heart. It's an amazing feeling. That is true, though, because you know, for example, when my kids were growing up, they were watch they would watch the Wiggles, Dora the Explorer, Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. and those things had live performances too. And when kids see these characters on TV, and then they get to see them in person, it's a whole different level. It's it's like me- absolutely, it, it's, what it's like saying, I was going to say. It's like meeting uh, Mickey in Disney World. You know, yeah. Completely. Yeah. And and Alora, I think so too. Or Michaela Hunt on the streets of Columbus. Right. right. Exactly. You know? how they, I, I look a little different when I'm not fuzzy. Um, with, with this, Alora, you know, I am a little nervous sometimes to take my kids, or I had been when they were mm-hmm. younger, to live performances. And I still have that four year old, just like Greg, that I, I, I see things coming to town and I'm not sure. I'm almost thinking that I could take them. But this is where it's definite, and they are learning, like you said, about live theater, and everybody is understanding in that audience, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we, it's um, highly audience. There's a lot of audience interaction, um, which is great for keeping the kids engaged. And I think probably most of the show is songs, which also helps you know to keep them um, engaged and excited. And you know, if Somebody starts having a little bit of a meltdown. That's okay because everybody's kind of in the same boat. Yep. Um, They're just thinking and, that. Thank goodness that's not my kid. No. Yeah, well, <laughs> just wait three know, more minutes. No, right. <laughs> they all know. They all know. I, we're in that stage. Yes, everyone's been there. <laughs> favorite part Absolutely. of your show, Alora. Your favorite part of the show is what? Oh, honestly, I think my favorite part of the show is grown-ups back. It's just such a sweet moment and I love getting to sing it every night and experience that with the audience. It's an amazing moment. Can you sing a little bit of it for us right now? Sure. Okay. Even when they go away, grown ups come back. Yay! (laughs) What about if you're like me and you never grow up? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> um, when are you guys going to be in Columbus? Do you know those dates? Yes, we are going to be in Columbus at the Palace Theater on November 19th. And we have shows at 2 o'clock and 5.30. Oh, okay. the, the perfect time shows for kids mm-hmm. as well. Um, we're currently on the West Coast. 
um, and we're making our way back sort of towards the East Coast. Um, we're touring through April of 2017, and all the specific dates can be found on our website, which is DanielTigerLive.com. I look forward to seeing oh, the show. Wonderful. Of course he is. He, he may go up on stage. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll you know be the dad. You know all the songs. You'll be that dad. Uh-huh. And grown-ups come back. See, I already got it down. <laughs> I love it. All right, Alora, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Have a wonderful day. You do the same. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. I have to say I love that they spun this show off of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood just because I love that kids today still get uh, a little taste of it because I I have to tell you, I'm a huge Mr. Rogers fan. I wept for days <laughs> when we lost him. I wept when he said goodbye. I, I just am one of those people. I Huge part of your childhood. And my and, adulthood. And your adulthood. Because he's, I just always, he was like, um, you know, having mashed potatoes for me, <laughs> like comfort food. Yeah, yeah. He was my comfort person. He was, he was your cardigan sweater. <laughs> he really right? Was. He truly he really was. was. And I've shared some of the episodes with my daughter, and she was she missed a little bit of the Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, but I watched a lot of it because I love Mr. Rogers. So we want to give you a chance to actually see uh, Daniel Tiger's neighborhood live. This show, we want you to take your family. It's November 19th. We have a family four-pack of tickets to go to the Palace Theater in Columbus. And here's what you do. Look for Daniel Tiger on our MomCast Facebook page. And when you see him there, post your favorite, your kid's favorite show. Um, I think that's a, probably, it could be Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood or whether it was another one of the shows that are on right now. There's a lot of fun and educational shows. Just post that and yeah. we will randomly choose. You know, it still feels kind of comfortable out there right now. But seasons are changing and it's going to get colder and that means our clothes need to change. Well, and I feel like we're going to have different levels of chilliness this winter, right? Like, Logan walked out the door this morning and he said, Mom, do I need to wear a coat? And I was like, yes, but maybe not your winter coat. Well, he's like, well, what about this big, like, you know, stuffed wool vest? And I was like, no, that'll work. That that will work for today. And I think you're going to have to have options. And Stacy made a good point. I mean, what if you're going to go ski or tube or whatever here in the next few months, too? Well, yeah, my daughter, um, they do that through school. They go skiing and you have to start. I, I've learned I don't wait till the last second on that because they start after the first of the year. But I try to get it now and I try to buy it <laughs> used. Inexpensively. That's <laughs> yes. how I was going to go. Because Inexpensively. stuff is crazy expensive. So expensive. It really and is. And I was lucky. I got her the kind of coat that expands. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I expanded it last year. So this year I have to get, get her. a new one. I got to yeah. do it. And uh, once upon a child. Is a great place to do that. I, I just, you can't say enough about the idea that you can save some money. Um, it's a great option for you and your family. So once upon a child, go visit them. Uh, find their locations. You can find them online at onceuponachild.com. With us today is Dr. Jim McMahon with Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery. And this is such a hot topic of conversation because so many women are getting things done to their faces, their bodies. What do you think, doctor? Do women just want to look younger or they want to feel better? Oh, I think they want both. I think with uh, today's day and age where people are, health is so much more important, you know, and they're working out, they're doing things to make themselves healthier, they're eating better, they want to look as good as they feel. So that's why a lot of women are, I think, 
looking more at cosmetic surgery than maybe in the past. So we, we have those feelings, and, and yes, we want to we wanna feel younger, we want to look better, we want to feel good. How do I know, really, if it's right for me to kind of take that first move and see what the possibilities are? Well, you have to be careful at who you see, and um, there are a lot of physicians that are doing cosmetic procedures, cosmetic surgeries that are not trained or certified in plastic surgery, which is kind of scary, but it's actually, if you have MD or DO behind your name, you can set up your shop and you can call yourself an aesthetic medical doctor and do all of these things in your office. So you really want to see someone who's certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. And what I tell patients you know, they, they'll, they'll go into an office and I think, well, am I being sold something? Do I really need this? What I tell them to do is pick your best feature. Pick your feature that absolutely needs nothing done and complain about it. If the doctor tries to talk you into having a procedure done on that, go to somebody else. Good advice. Yeah, what a great way to test that out. Doctor, yeah. what procedures are you doing the most? What seem to be the most common these days? For obviously it depends on the age of the person. Um, the younger patients uh, and even even middle-aged patients, breast augmentation is always it has been the number one procedure for probably 20 years. Um, the older patients, some of them will be getting a breast lift, or it's the proverbial mommy makeover. The oh my gosh, I've had my kids, I would love to have my figure back you know, what can I do? So that may include a tummy tuck or some liposuction or implants or a lift or, or, or something like that. Then the older patients, obviously, it's more typically facial rejuvenation. It may be braxel laser treatments to resurface the skin or a facelift or, uh, you know, or the injectables like the Botox and the fillers to get rid of the lines. So what are these non-surgical facelifts, Dr. McMahon, that I've been hearing so much about lately? Yeah, and that's a that's a really bad term because there is no such thing. Okay, um, good to know. I calling, had no clue. They're calling it a non-surgical facelift, but it's simply injecting neurotoxins like Botox, Dysport, or Zeman, or and combining those with fillers like Restylane or Juvederm or, and we have, I mean, Back when I started doing this, we had college, and that was it. Now we've got so many, it's, it's, a, it's a big list of, of different things that we can inject. So it, it's simply doing those things. It really doesn't give you a lift, but it helps to, you know, smooth out some of the wrinkles and fill in some of the depressions. Yeah, as our skin ages and kind of starts to sag and go that direction, yeah. I, we all feel it in some way, shape, or form. Dr. McMahon, right. you work with women every day. Either they're getting something, oh, minimal done, or maybe something they're taking a major step. But how happy are they normally when they walk away and they come out of your office and they look so different, or maybe just a little bit of a difference? How happy are they? Oh, most of them are thrilled. I, but I, I do, I'm, I am selective. Um, if I have a patient that comes in and um, they act like they're ready to die because they have the tiniest little flaw. For me, that's a red flag. I could never make that patient happy. Yeah, good point. Um, right. So what I like are obviously the patients that, you know, very reasonable, reasonable expectations, and you can give them a, a very good idea as to what they're going to look like. But I, I warn people that are coming in and getting a 
Botox treatment or a filler or something like that, I, you know, you're going to like this. You're really going to like this. And if you don't want to continue doing it, don't start it because you're going to go out and rob banks to get <laughs> money to get your fix right. of your treatment because patients love it. Um, I have some patients will get you know, injections in their forehead because they have headaches, because the, the neurotoxins can actually get rid of migraine headaches. Yeah, a friend of mine does that. Exactly. It really helps with her migraines. Right. And some patients I've had, I remember one came last week, she had it done about a few months ago, and unfortunately it didn't help with her headache, but she loved the look so much she's going to keep getting it just because she oh, liked the line funny. disappearing. I, I think it's so interesting what you said about, you know, finding the money to make it happen, because I think about like um, Heidi Montag, isn't that her last name? I mean, you probably know that story, Dr. McMahon from The mm-hmm. Hills. You know, right. it was like five years ago. How many procedures did she have done? And it was so controversial what she did, right. but it made her feel good, but it was just so Too many. Much. Yeah. So I feel like the way that you're working with your patients is really um, respectful of them and and you, the industry that you're in. Yes. I, I Again, I turn down patients not infrequently either because, you know, they'll be asking for something that's a big procedure, but they're not ready for it. You know, it's, they're going to get a little result because they really don't look bad, but they're talking about, you know, a big procedure with a lot of money. Uh, and there, there are lesser things that you can do until you're really to the point where you need that, that more drastic thing. Speaking of money, I, I actually have a question about this because there are some people who can afford to have this done easily, and there's others that are kind of on the fence. You know what I mean? They have some disposable income. They're thinking about this, but they're also saying to themselves, how can I really afford this? Should I, should I really invest this disposable income there? I mean, can we afford it if we are kind of questioning if we can or not? Well, obviously that depends on the person and what their situation is. And fortunately, there are things that are less expensive that you can do to, um, you know, kind of maybe not make major changes, but still look pretty good until you're to the point where you can, you know, gradually put some money away towards something bigger like a facelift or something like that. But I I encourage people, don't spend your last dime on this stuff. Don't Don't take out big loans that you know, you you may turn around and regret in the future. Um, this is this should be disposable income. This should be something that okay. Um, once I've spent it, my life isn't changed. I'm that you know I'm not starving my children because I can't afford to buy groceries. So right. obviously you don't want to do that. Doctor McMahon, you seem to care so much about your patients. If someone's listening to us right now and they really are interested in talking with you, they want a consultation. What should they do? Well, they can visit my website, www.jmcmahonmd.com, uh, or uh, call my office, 614-459-0060. My, my esthetician, my secretary, very in tune with the patients and what we do here, and they can give a lot of information. Obviously, there's a lot on my website as well. Well, Dr. McMahon, thank you so much, and thanks so much for being part of MomCast. Thanks, you bet. That's it for this edition of MomCast. Again, we hope you guys are doing great, having a good start to your week, and we're going to try to prepare you for one of those holidays next week that can be kind of hard to prepare for sometimes. (laughs) If you're not a great cook, 
Or, you know, maybe you're having a little bit of stress about hanging out with some of the family. We're going to talk Thanksgiving next week. Some people choose this holiday more than any other holiday as their favorite. They Mm -hmm. love Thanksgiving because it is all about family. And you really do concentrate on what are you thankful for in your life. So but we'll it, be talking about that. We will, but it also is one of the most stressful it holidays be. for people yes. because of family, family and, and cooking <laughs> and all of those things. So right. we'll share some of our uh, favorite stories mm. from Thanksgiving. Stacey's got a doozy. Oh, Just wait she, for this one. She seriously oh. does. So we'll uh, talk to you about that on MomCast next week. Have a great week, all of you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.